With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. I'm with my guy, Warren. Bro, free agency has just started. I don't even know how to start this. We can start with KD going to the Nets. He just formally announced... Uh, on boardroom that he's going to Brooklyn and not the Knicks. First of all, if you're a Knicks fan, <laughs> what are you doing right now? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're not happy, and I'm getting a lot of tweets and text messages from people in New York. I was actually born in New York, never have been a Knicks fan though. But people oh, like, yo, good. what happened? What happened? And I think what we've seen, or maybe what you know, some of the things that I've I've heard, I'm sure you have as well too, is that they kind of overplayed their hands some early on, um, especially when they made Porzingis trade. And they were kind of bragging and boasting around the league. And that might have turned some people off, primarily Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Now they get spurned by the second city, if you will. Brooklyn is the borough. And they come here and scoop up to the hottest free agents in the 2019 summer class, bro. And it's crazy because that's my guy and Scott Perry, who he asked to go to the next, the Kings, you know, were the good guys. They didn't have to let him go, but they did the good thing and they allowed him to go. And it seemed like... Things are going, you know, the right way in New York. And then this happens where they strike out in the draft. They got no Zion. They got no AD. They got no Kyrie, no uh, uh, Kevin Durant. I mean, I don't think it gets any worse than that. Now, all we need to hear is that they're going to go after, like, Capella by himself and just max him out or some crazy, like, (laughs) I don't know. But if you're a Knicks fan, it must be a terrible day. First and foremost, though, what does this mean to you that KD is going to Brooklyn. What type of culture has that organization built throughout the last three years for a guy like Durant to say, you know what, I'm going to spend an entire year of rehab. Was it their medical staff maybe? Or I mean, what is it? Well, you know, you listen to the reports and ESPN, obviously they're running a draft special as we record here right now as well too. And Apparently, Kyrie and Kevin are our boys, and a lot of it might even just be that as well, too. But obviously, what the culture of the Brooklyn Nets has been over the last few years, uh, Sean Marks and company, Kenny Atkinson, those guys just have really put something special together here. Um, drafted well when they actually had picks. Um, they did a lot of things as well, too, to make sure that they were get some good player development in here. Karis Avert, I think, is a good young piece. They traded for Spencer Dinwiddie, got him in there. It's a good, good, great backup, but he'd be a starter on a lot of teams. And I think just the market itself just kind of bears that fruit yet again, you know, New York being what New York is. Um, and yeah, it's Brooklyn. Um, and But I think the opportunity to maybe be the first to bring some real prominence to that team is also enticing. And KD gets to do it along with some of his friends because not only Kyrie's going, apparently we're just saying DeAndre Jordan is going to be going there as well. 
And again, you know, you get to play with your quote unquote brothers in arms, so to speak. That really says a lot. I think about what that team and organization has done. Right. So the numbers on KD, I'm not sure what the contract is in terms of front loaded or, or back loaded. But as of right now, it's a four year 164. Oh, my goodness. He's set for life. Uh, you nice. got <laughs> right. Uh, you got Kyrie at four years, 141. Hey, where are these teams coming up with this type of money? Right. Uh, <laughs> so right there alone. The right? looking real nice. Yeah, we're looking at three hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Basically, two guys. That's like, <laughs> right. That's like soccer money. Right. I mean, what are we yeah. talking right now? Okay, and, and you can only go ahead. No, go ahead. Nah, go, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, you can only imagine that this team is gonna be one of the hottest teams in the league. They're gonna catch like wildfire, similar to the Warriors, where everyone's gonna want their jersey. They're gonna be the hottest ticket in town. You know, ticket prices. Like I said, I was I was pseudo joking, but I said, damn, I should have got in early on the ground floor. You know, put in some money for those season tickets, and I would have been you know selling them them joints on eBay or stuff oh, or whatever. I'd be. A thousand air, you know what I mean? A thousand times over if I'd been it. But, you know, I didn't really believe that they were going to be able to land both guys. And, you know, just kudos to them. And what an organization. And like you said earlier, just what a huge hit for the New York Knicks, man. Huge, huge hit. So, uh, exactly. And one thing to note about those jerseys and those jersey sales, that Brooklyn Nets jersey is one of the nicest, most elegant jerseys in the NBA, in my opinion. You really can't go with black and white. Can't go wrong with black and white. But... Talking about the Eastern Conference, my Milwaukee Bucks. That's right. Uh, they I am. Kept, <laughs> I'm a Bucks fan now, man. No, I'm joking. Uh, Chris Middleton plans to return on a five-year, 178. Chris Middleton. Like, I love my man, but that's a lot of money. How do you feel about that move? Yeah, that's a big one, you know. And, and again, I I think all of us in basketball, NBA, Twitter, if you will, love love us. some Middleton realizes the value he brings, but at some point the bill comes due, and and that's just what it boils down to. Just based on the salary cap, where we're at right now, how many years he's been in the league, he's eligible for this mega money, so to speak. And apparently, it's not the full full max. And there's a team option, or sorry, player option. I think in year five or whatever it is, but. Holy hell, bro. Like I so said, that is a lot of money. I mean, and you got to hope that <laughs> it just kind of comes comes to fruition for this Milwaukee Bucks team that was right on the verge of, you know, getting to the NBA Finals. Um, you know, had they just not had some rent to Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. But one of the things, too, that I guess there's some parallels to with the Middleton situation is Kimball Walker is a better is a better overall player than Middleton, but it's a similar situation for Charlotte. Charlotte was like, well, we don't have Jack else on this team. Right. So there's no way we can commit this money to you. In the case of the Milwaukee Bucks, well, they have Giannis. You know what I mean? And they're a team that has done well. So they said, all right, well, we're going to go all in. And this is great for a mid-market team like the Bucks, mid to small market, depending on who you ask, um, to go here and, and you know, shell out this money. Because Giannis comes due, I think, next year as well, too. So, whew, Bucks are going to be shelling out some dollars. Exactly. And let's keep it in the Eastern Conference. Kemba Walker signs the four-year 141 that was reported yesterday with the Boston Celtics. They get rid, not get rid of, but Kyrie leaves them, but they pretty much swap him with the Kemba Walker, who honestly, I hate to say it, bro, and I, people may think I'm crazy, but I think Kemba is better for that team. I think Kemba is, if not the same, you know, as good as Kyrie, just a little bit under him. Honestly, like Kemba Walker, I think is disregarded. He is, uh, he's a guy that's super underrated or maybe underappreciated is the better term, but 
to me, Kemba Walker is going to the right situation, to a culture that's used to winning. And if they get the right pieces around him, they already have two nice pieces with Tatum and Brown. I like yeah. the fit. What about you? Yeah, I do too. I think everyone, again, who's paying attention understands from a locker room standpoint, that was the biggest issue. It wasn't necessarily talent um, right. for the Celtics. And you get a guy who can, who's traditionally been a leader, even in college, um, you know, back at UConn and even in Charlotte and, and said all the right things the entire time he was there, said he wanted to be there, didn't want to leave and wanted to just try to build something with that team. Um, but they just, again, they shorted him on the loop and he said, all right, you're not going to secure the bag. I got to go somewhere else that seems to want me. And I think in that situation in Boston, it really does seem to be uh, a very good fit, I think, culture wise and, and the city that I think is going to grow to love him and teammates that can grow to love him as well. Your Orlando Magic, right? Uh, just signed Terrence Ross on the four-year fifty-four million dollars. Is that as uh, is that as bad or or as good? I don't know what your perspective is as a King signing Deadman for three years, forty-one. Well, it, it it's interesting because he, with with Orlando, and they're not my Orlando Magic. I, <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I can't claim them. I, uh, I got a weird mix, and I'll, I'll tell you real quick. I was born in New York. I'm raised in South Florida, actually, where the Heat are. Can't stand the Heat. Can't stand the Knicks. Actually, a Celtics guy, ironically. So You're go figure all guy. of that. Ironically, yes, I am. So, but um, <laughs> one of those things, bro, just from like Reggie Lewis days, that type of stuff, man, oh, just was, was a big, big, big fan. But ironically with Orlando, you know, they're in this situation where I feel like they just want to run it back. You know, they're, they're re-inking Vooch, you know, to that $100 million deal as well, too, which essentially says, hey, Bamba, you're going to sit on and ride this pine and, you know, try to figure out, figure it out, you know, get, getting back up minutes for a good, for, good foreseeable future. But Ross had a very good year. Um, it might be a little bit of a stretch and overpay. But, you know, like I said, you know, there's some wild things going on right now. And, you know, while we're talking about people's teams, your guys, Sacramento, signing Ariza as well. Right now, as right huge. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yo, Sacto really making that push, you know, for the playoffs, getting some veteran guys here too. But I I'm always of that ilk. And didn't Sacramento Kings go down this route a few years ago where they had a lot of extra veterans? And maybe necessary, um, but maybe not as capable as the ones that are being signed this this summer. It's right. so kind of what are your thoughts on that too? Bringing in Deadman, bringing in Ariza, bringing back Barnes at that number. We still have talent that you need to develop. So yeah, well, two years ago when they brought in George Hill at 19 per season, when they brought in Zebo at 14 per season, and they brought in Vince Carter, that was more of okay, let's set the culture. We know these guys are past their prime. We have a bunch of young guys. Last year, obviously, as the entire NBA knows now that the Kings developed quite rapidly, uh, faster than anyone would have thought, really. And so now it's like, okay, we're bringing in guys, uh, as you just said, they're not that old where they're they're not like placement guys. They're guys that, that can contribute right now. Again, I'm not knocking Deadman. I think he's a good player. Uh, he is a guy that's potentially a little bit better of an upgrade than a Willie Colley sign, but is that saying much? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I see that uh, again, three years, $41 million. Ariza, I'm not sure about the numbers. As, as we said, we just broke that. And then Harrison Barnes bringing them back at 85 mil. It's front loaded, which means they're going to pay him most of the money up front. And then year three and year four, uh, you're, you're going to have more cap flexibility, which is a good thing. Smart move by our guy, Kent Catanella, who is Vladi's assistant. He's a guy that went to Duke super smart with cap numbers. So that's definitely yeah. a, 
I believe that's him and and his influence on on numbers and and, and how the cap works. So that's pretty positive in that in that way. And, and yeah, I'm I'm I trust me. You you just told me I'm, I'm getting text messages. Oh, Trevor Reza, I would have liked to Reza make it last <laughs> year, but who knows if he takes care of his body? He's a guy that can make some. Uh, a nice impact off the bench. That's what the Kings are looking for. A backup wing uh, to Harrison Barnes, to Bogey Bogdanovich. I mean, it's it's looking pretty good. What that also means and what that entails is that they have a lot of faith in their young bigs and Marvin Bagley and, and uh, Harry Giles. They must know something that maybe they can play them longer minutes at, at that position because I don't know how much time Deadman will give you, but at three years, 41 million, he, he better give you something, right? Yeah, well, yeah, otherwise he becomes like the next Yamahimi, you know what I mean? He's just there, you know, taking up space, and you don't want that. You know, as we're discussing some more head-scratching moves here, um, the Orlando Magic, who, again, were not mine, they just (laughs) ink Al Farouk Aminu to three years, $29 That's a really good deal, That's a really good deal. But where is he going to play? If you have Isaacs, who you're trying to develop as well. That's a good deal. No, I mean, numbers-wise, but, again, the, the development and everything that's kind of being in there. Again, like I said, if, if you know for sure he's going to be your backup, you know, 3-4 type player, then so be it. But, you know, I think when, when, when you've got Aaron Gordon and you got Jonathan Isaacs as well, too, and you got Bamba, those three guys yeah, you're trying Bamba to develop the kind of long – yeah, well, I know you, you'd love that. <laughs> you'd love that. And Vladi just trying to accumulate all the big men in the entire NBA right. at one time. We'll put but, you know, I think that's in there. We'll put Bamba in there. We'll put all these players right. in there, bro. But that's a wild deal, I think, for Orlando, just on a personnel-wise, not in terms of um, – uh, not in terms of the player himself and even the culture that he'll bring to, because Amino's kind of a low, you know, low risk type of dude and doesn't really cause problems within your locker room. But I think again, if you're looking to actually pay these guys and have them play minutes, there's going to be some some time crunching there as well too, unless there's another move Orlando has on the horizon. So I'm sure a lot of people follow Cranjusmic basketball. Uh, he 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 goes as Cranjusmic basketball. A huge analytic guy. He, his website Basketball Index, and I had text him. Uh, what the value was they have like these cool uh, this awesome de- database of rpms and stuff like that and they said that his d- database had valued him at three years 35 and the king's got him at three years 41 and it's a 42 percent chance he returns a positive roi so i'm kind of hopeful now i mean that's that's good news according to all the analytics yeah if he, you know, there's a higher chance. I, I like 42%, you know what I mean? So, and they overpaid slightly, but again, if you're the Kings, if you're the Magic, you kind of have to overpay the extra three, the extra four million, because you are smaller size market teams. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And it, does, it, it's, it doesn't make sense for me, you know, even as somebody who covers the league as well, to, to not understand that point. Like, it really doesn't. You know, we've all known, I mean, you can take it, take it back to the old Hawks teams, they're like they wanted to stay relevant. They wanted to stay competitive. So they paid Joe Johnson. They paid Josh Smith. They paid those guys. There are certain times where a player means more to that team and organization well, they, than they will on the quote-unquote open market. So you pay more to kind of keep some of the guys or to get guys to come to you um, when you know you have that type of situation in your city. Okay. So the numbers was two years, $25 million for Trevor Ariza. That's Again, that's a little bit of an overpay. I have to admit it. <laughs> uh, but again, I'm really impressed with that Aminu number, man. I wish the Kings would have landed Aminu over Ariza. At, 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 would you say three years, 27? I think it's 328. Oh, my God. 329. How did you land that? 
<laughs> how do we get you know, a reason at 225 and then yeah 328 what what's going on here <laughs> that's actually again you know you look at that number it is you know very very uh tradable at some point as well exactly. too, if they decide it doesn't if it doesn't it doesn't work out too so you know decent move for orlando but again i'm still a little like eh, we'll see what happens with this playing time because again i really do believe in like you drafted these guys and, and some of these guys now actually are john horse as guys in terms of like a guy like jonathan isaac so where do his minutes go or like i said unless you just don't feel like he's the dude for you and you know because some other moves making happen and this is the thing against a conversation that you're a smart dude you know what it is even when you see the draft you see people making moves it doesn't mean this isn't what it is today you know what i mean or, or that's what it is today it doesn't mean what's going to be when the season starts so these signings could lead to like other deals right. and all kinds of things that can still happen throughout the summer so I'm, I'm I'm getting some text from my, my guy Eman that the second year is partially guaranteed. So that makes sense. Okay. So for reasons partially guaranteed, let's talk about Derrick Rose inking a, a net with the Detroit Pistons. What does that mean? I mean, are they are are they going to start him or or what's going on there? Well, I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, I think I we mean, all. Yeah, are, yeah, we're. I think we're all done. We're all out on Reggie Jackson as it is right now, and whatever mm -hmm. the number is, that's fine. But I think right now, if you're signing Rose there, it, it's primarily to give him some decent minutes. I'm sure there'll be some load management games, and Jackson can still be a spot starter and all and all of that. But I think you're trying to, based on the talent that he showed, he was able to come back a little bit. It still was injury prone, obviously, um, which is something you need to be concerned about when you have Blake Griffin as on your team as well. But this this business team is making a move to try to finally shore up that point guard situation. I don't know if Rose is the answer, but at that number, you know, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be pretty pretty low risk for them. And then he he probably beats out Reggie Jackson for the starter's job coming opening day. Yeah. So Damian Lillard, Porzingis, they they get their extensions. Lillard got it at one ninety six. Love that guy. One of the best players in the NBA. He he deserves that bag. So much much deserved. And then Porzingis, there's an if in there, right? There's a lot of speculation about. He'll ever return to being Porzingis at 158. Would you have paid that money? I mean, you kind of have to, I, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. If you if you made the move to get him over there, right. and that's what it boils down to. Like you knew what it was when when you made that decision to begin with. So uh, apparently, his legal trouble and all that stuff is behind him. But he does seem to be a guy that might be a little prickly. You know, there was obviously the footage of a kid in a fight, I think, in Latvia over the summer as well, too. His nose was bloodied and things like that, too. I don't know who's bloodying up a seven-footer, but, you know, I guess it can, I guess it can happen. Um, and I think if you're Dallas Mavericks, again, you just hope everything works out well. He gets back to his full health. Pair him, pair him alongside Luca and kind of keep it pushing. Shout out to my guy, Garrett Temple, inking a two-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets. That Nets seems going to be nice. Like, that's the yeah, right man. guy to have with the Kyrie, a guy that's uh, – a mentor per se he's very active in the african uh, american community i mean this guy is legit man i I've, i had the pleasure of covering him for two years uh one of the first guys on my podcast and just just a pleasant of a guy man just such a good human being man yeah i think that's very well said i had the same thing i uh, had an opportunity to interview him for the side i write for close to 360 this past year and his role in the players association and you know just a guy who really has it together he, he was talking about you know his his life and being mm -hmm. with his girlfriend find out his girlfriend's a former miss america or whatever it is right. and just real low-key about everything you know what i mean i'm not, I'm not judging him on that it's just but right. he's just again he just he understands he's raised he's raised right um and again i like to see that you know he, he's gone to a good situation shame that he's bounced around as much as he had but 
it's one of those things too when you're that good a lot of people do want you for for their locker yeah. room and their chemistry and again same thing on friendly deals you know not sucking up a lot of your cap so i think it'll be a good influence yeah, his, I, I believe especially his, with a guy like Kyrie Irving over there. Right, <laughs> right, and and that's key. And I believe his father was the first African American to play at LSU, so that was a big, big thing. And that's why he's so active in the community. So JJ Redick, two years, twenty six point five to the Pelicans. What a surprise of a move, huh? Well, I, I'm. There's a couple people. What is the word we stand for, or whatever, so to speak? And Griff is one of those guys. Right. Um, I just feel like he's just doing a phenomenal job as a general manager. Um, and they know they needed to get some shooting alongside Zion, um, alongside Lonzo Ball as well, too. Um, because again, Reddick's now going to have some great opportunities to be in the corners or coming off screens and picks and things of that nature. And uh, I think that's just a great number for him. And you know, I don't know the full details. I don't know if that second year is guaranteed or whatever it is. But even if even if it is or if it isn't, I think that's something that's palatable, you know, for what the Pelicans are doing. And um, sucks for the Sixers, you know, who are obviously trying to continue to figure out a way to continue their their run and ascension in the Eastern Conference. But Redick was a, a key piece for them, even a good key veteran piece for that team in the locker room as well, too. And I know I have a lot of discussions about that on, on the show here, but you can't underestimate that. You know, you need to have those good quality guys who can kind of keep stuff together for them. So it'd be interesting to see how Philadelphia moves forward, especially if they do bring back Jimmy Butler. Exactly. Ricky Rubio, man, going to the Suns, three-year, $51 million. Holy what? That, <laughs> that is the guy. I think he's the perfect fit in in, in that uh, team. A guy that's passed first, that, that will get you in the best positions to score. If you're DeAndre Aiden, you're loving this move. Wow. If you're Booker, you're loving this move. He's good defensively. Wow. How you feel about that? I didn't know. Wow, you Oh man, that's that's bugged out. So uh, all all intel coming in said that Rubio was going to Indiana. Yep. So Phoenix finally gets a point guard, and like you said, somebody who is going to be pass first and can defend, and he can get hot, you know, offensively, like for a two or three game stretch here and there as well too. So I, I kind of like that move for Phoenix. You know, was kind of wondering what their summer was going to look like. It really leaves, I think, at least the Pacers in a very perplexing situation since Darren Collison kind of unceremoniously retired. Um, and now they just have nobody and they have some cap space. So you'd figure that they'd probably end up trying to really press hard at D'Angelo Russell here now down the stretch. But great move for the Phoenix Suns, man, getting a guy like Rubio. Um, 351, so that's what, 16-ish per? That's not bad. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. You, again, still, you're, you're, you're the Suns. You kind of have to overpay a little bit. Oh, wow. Good point again. <laughs> Bohan, Bojan Bogdanovic. So, yeah. Going to the Utah Jazz. Wow, the Jazz team just became a top five team in the West. Period. They absolutely did. You know, and so don't know what that means for favors and his future there. Um, I was talking about it this morning. Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, Felicia. <laughs> but they don't have they don't really have any other uh true power forwards on that roster. So it looks like they'll they'll probably be playing small and maybe putting Bogdan um uh Bogdanovich at the four. That would be interesting. Um because again that, that roster is a little bit thin at that at that at that spot. But again it, circle circle that right back. What are the Pacers doing? Old Depot's home on a bum leg right now. They just like, Brogdon, what, happened brother. <laughs> what happened to my team? You know so the Pacers um, just not Brogdon though. Oh sign and trade yeah, so it's uh trading the first round and two first round second. Sorry, they're a first round and two future second round picks to Milwaukee for Malcolm Brogdon. Oh my gosh, four years, eighty five million dollars. What a deal! That 
you put Brockton and you put Victor Oladipo, that's going to be a hell of a basketball team. All right. I Well, again, now I see what's happening. You know what I mean? Then now that makes some sense. So, this is insane. Um, fun. <laughs> this is madness. Yeah, we can't even keep up. So yeah. the Bucks are now changed. Um, you know, they lose a key piece for them as well, too. But they got they resigned Lopez and Middleton, as we discussed. But Brogdon coming alongside, and especially in this year where all the people probably won't be back until probably the middle of the season anyway. Um, I think that's a pretty nice scoop for them, and they get to develop him alongside, you know, the rest of those guys. I think they already lost Thaddeus Young as well, too. So I don't I think Thaddeus Young went to Chicago or something like that. But Jeremy so Lamb I even know what I, I, Je- Je- Lamb was, oh. Jeremy Lamb went to the Pacers on three years, $31 million. That's a that's a nice pickup. That's, that's value. That's not, that's nice value for that's, him as that's well. That's value. Too. So so now you got Brogdon, Lamb, and and uh, and Depot. That's nice. Yeah, and you still got Miles Turner there as well too. So and you got yeah. Sabonis. I mean, yeah. Well, and it well Sabonis is unrestricted, right? He's he's restricted. no, he's restricted. He's restricted. He's restricted. So right. you know, figure they'll probably do whatever they need to do to kind of keep him in tow as well too. But well, I mean, it's it's interesting because. A team like that that was building such goodwill now they have to reformulate and kind of get some chemistry going so while the pieces on on, on its face seem to work um you know just again you got to put that put that gumbo together and see what's going on there um but i think this pacers team is was already going to be due for a down year anyway with the people missing most of it my goodness there's just so wow. much to like talk about <laughs> it's funny because woge and, and shams are like trying to compete and they're like oh i'm first i'm first uh Kawhi Leonard, where is he going? Yeah, I'm. I'm put it this way: if he ends up with the Lakers, I'm. I'm. I'm just not going to be a happy dude, you know. Really and truly, I. I'd, I'd I think that. just for I the, I really would, and I think just for the overall competitive balance of the league yep. itself, I, I want to see him stay in Toronto. The, the the Atlantic Division can really just end up being monstrous outside of the Knicks, um, but if he were to stay. But then if you're going to go, then go to the Clippers, you know what I mean? And then maybe you swing Jimmy Butler to come alongside with you or something like that as well, too. Um, I just don't want to see that end up happening where three of the top five players in the league are on the exact same team um, in, in the L.A. Lakers. So, again, my, my when when these things kind of happen, I have that kind of like, you know, that self-deprivating things. Like, all right, well, that means he's probably going to the Lakers. So <laughs> I hope it doesn't happen. But if I had to guess right now, based on some of the reports I've seen, that's probably what ends up being. What are your thoughts on Kawhi, bro? I hope he stays with the Raptors. Honestly, yeah. I believe he should run him back, potentially win a second title. It, although it won't be as easy because you guys know that Giannis will get a lot better and he's probably going to have another MVP year next year. Uh, so you put the Bucks right there, even though they just lost a critical piece, right, in, in Brogdon. And then you got to, you know, talk about teams like the Sixers, kind of the Celtics, kind of the Nets, depending on how they look overall. Um, but the team to beat, I still think, is the Bucks. And even though they lost, they could have easily won game three. And we can talk about that as well and how they gave up that double overtime game. And that would have changed the complexion of the series. So a lot of things went well for the Raptors, honestly. I'm not taking anything away from them. Shout out to them, a great organization, classy. They deserved it. At the same time, contextually speaking, that Bucks team is pretty damn good. And they may, if again, if he doesn't come back, then it's 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 the Bucks and everybody else, in my opinion. And then if he goes to the Clippers, well, it's actually the Kings because it's about to get a lot tougher, right? 
Yeah, no, for for sure. Um, but again, like I said, I, th- I think we we all can agree that Toronto seems to be the best fit because if he does leave, that organization essentially is going to go spiraling um, just based on you know just losing that one key piece. And sure, it was worth it. You got a chip out of it, no doubt. But it really is kind of madness um, because the, the rest of this team it's it's a bunch of expiring deals after this year anyway. You know what are you doing with Lowry? What are you doing with Ibaka and things of that nature? Like he really can just send that franchise after winning a championship into the NBA abyss if he were to leave. So right now, just real quick, looking at everything, are the Sixers and the Knicks the biggest losers? Um, as it stands right now, I, I think you'd have to, I mean, Knicks more than anybody else ever right. in the history of free agency. I mean, I thought those years for the Dallas Mavericks were tough, but this is just brutal um, for, for the New York Knicks. Um, and I think right now, as long as we, so we understand exactly where Butler and Harris are going for Philadelphia, yes, they've already lost Redick, but there's still some, some I guess, headway and things that they can make to try to make some things happen. Apparently, they were in on the Brogdon conversation, but it scoops in because, well, the Pacers had to. Um, so, you know, I think it sucks for Philly right now. But, you know, again, they're still right there. They're still right there, especially if they get one of those two guys to return. So did Tobias Harris just sign with the Sixers or no? No, no, not that I've seen. Um, okay. Again, you know, Twitter, Twitter timeline is like the Matrix right now. Um, so you, and you were right as, as expected, the, 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 the jazz are expected to let go of Derek favors. So now he becomes a big, you know, that a lot of teams I think will be looking for on, on no doubt. He's, he's good. He, he's good. Um, we haven't heard anything about Al Horford yet. What, that's, that's your guy, right? You're, you're a Celtics guy. Whereas I thought he'd end up with the Kings. He would have been the ideal fit. I don't know if they ended up offering them that fourth year, which would have been $112 million. I think the Celtics could have offered him the three-year deal, but he wanted four. His agent kept saying four. Where is he going? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question right now. I mean, everyone talks about the mystery team. Sacramento was linked. New Orleans was linked. The, the Sixers are actually still linked, I guess, as well, too. A lot of chatter earlier in the day that Boston was trying to create the cap space, in essence, to be over the cap team, bring him back as well. Then, you know, um, uh, the longtime writer, Steve, uh, Steve B, he, he more or less says, like, yeah. He's not coming back no matter what. So Al, Al Horford's destination is as much of a guest to me as it is to anybody else. Um, I think he does fit potentially in Dallas, and I think he does fit pretty much everywhere, as a lot of people have said. Uh, but I'd say if he's going anywhere, it seemed like it would be Dallas or Philadelphia. And I guess you can't rule out the Clippers as well, too, if they still stay in the, in the Kawhi Leonard night. So going back to the Magic um, and that Aminu deal, do you feel – I mean, they, they just gave him $28 million, but what does that mean for a guy like Jonathan Isaac, who I'm actually pretty high on? Uh, what's going to happen to him? Yeah, you know, I want to see – again, I'll be out at Summer League. I want to see what Orlando does. A lot of third-year guys don't necessarily usually go out to that, so we'll see if he if he does or he may only plays a couple, two, two or three games. But I'm sure there will be some teams that start calling – you know, uh, a horse and trying to figure out, hey, what's good? You know what I mean? Is this guy available based on some of the decisions or roster roster that you've made? But I like him. You know, I, I think it's too early to give up on him. And Orlando Magic gave up on a guy like look, Victor Oladipo hella early. Not the same management that was in place that did that. I understand that. But you just don't want to be the team or franchise that those things continue to happen to. So, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with Isaac. But again, like I said earlier, just a lot of kind of similar parts and you got to figure out how these guys are going to play and get these minutes. You rock back Ross, you rock back Vucevic. So it's not just a running, run it back situation. They still have faults. Don't no idea what's happening with him or when, or what the situation is well too, but Orlando has a couple pieces that they got to figure out. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's going to be super interesting. Uh, any other 
any other notable names that we've missed on this timeline? There's just so much to dissect. Again, we talked about Rose. Oh, Thaddeus Young has agreed to the Bulls on a three-year, $41 yeah. deal. Do you like that deal? Yeah, so Chicago. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, he's, he's, he should be coming off the bench, I guess. So I think, yep. you know, to, to provide that team some, some veteran leadership as well too. And Thad Young did a great job in Indiana. So I think it's, 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 it's palatable for, for Chicago. It doesn't, it's not crazy. You know, Thad Young's a pretty solid basketball player that I think can help them kind of throughout seeing Thomas Bryant got a deal or just resigning with Washington. I think it's three years, 25 or something like that. Okay. You know, minimal moves there for them. Um, but I think the tweet went out earlier that, that, signifies or the other deal that they did earlier means that Portis and Parker are probably going to end up having to find new homes and new destinations themselves. So I think Portis is a guy who's going to get a lot of attention. Um, I think a lot of people are, are unnecessarily down in Jabari. Um, again, you just have to know what he's, what he does in, in, in order to, to get the right value for him. You're like if you expect him to be the number two pick and all that, that's, that's not where we're at anymore, but you know, he's a guy who can score. He's a guy who can rebound in a vacuum as well too. And I think he can play a role for for a decent team. So we'll see what ends up happening with some of those Washington bigs. You think a guy like him can potentially go to the Lakers on a one year deal, show off a little bit, have a good year, have, have a nice run. Is he that type of player? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of people we we're in the we're in the age of the the one year prove it deals. I think that has been kind of the the mantra for maybe like the last four or five years, where certain guys who for whatever reason get ostracized or just don't get the same respect, they say, "All right, well, let me go here, prove it for a year, take a cap friendly situation or salary, and then you know try to make my make my bread in the subsequent year." Especially if you can do it on a team that ends up being an NBA champion or at least makes a deep run, and you say that you play a good role, and that just seems to barter you a lot of goodwill around the league. Now, uh, on King's Twitter, I don't know why there's this silly rumor about Andrew Wiggins going to the Kings, and it's like, uh, why would you want Andrew Wiggins on this particular rock? That makes – you know, you're a guy that that doesn't cover the Kings locally, so give Kings fans, those the the silly ones, some perspective on why the Kings shouldn't do something like that. I mean, the, the book on Wiggins is just that the motor is low. You know, he's he's a guy who's really just kind of going through the motions based on his talent more than anything yep. else. Um, and there's not a true drive to be a champion. It's just like, hey, I'm so good. I can make my 20 plus million. And that's fine. Um, and, and that's the biggest knock because there are a lot of physical tools that you feel like he should be tapping into, especially defensively as well, too. He's got the length. He's got some lateral quickness as well. Um, hasn't really worked on his jumper to be a knockdown shooter, but just, he's a scorer. Um, but again, not a consistent one and not one that gives a lot of effort. So I think if if I'd be very hesitant to bring him into any team at that number. Um, especially if you need to try to develop some other young talent around you as well, too, because then that type of energy can wear off on some of those other young guys. And that's the last thing you need on, on a budding team like Sacramento, um, who had such a great year last year. All right. So let's talk about Harrison Barnes, which we which we haven't talked about. Four years, $85 million front loaded. Uh, we mentioned that earlier, but we haven't really dissected it on what that means with the Kings. As I said, the past two days that I've been on, I pretty much said, yeah, he's probably worth 18, 19 max in the open market. But if you're the Kings, you kind of have to overpay, especially for a guy who didn't opt into his $25 million contract. And he will never, ever make $25 million again, which was why I was shocked. Again, Hmm. he had the goodwill of saying, you know what? I'm going to take less money. That way the team has more money to spend. 
that's a really good sign of a faith to your front office. It shows that they're not what they used to be. They've come a long way. And again, he's a guy who was a great for the culture, awesome human being. He is a very good three-point shooter percentage-wise, one of the best defenders in the game, in my opinion. I mean, this guy, he, again, guys will score on him. Guys get scored on all the time, but it's how they get their buckets. I watched enough of him last year to, to notice that he makes life difficult on most elite guys every single night. And then that's really all you can ask for. So he's a guy that's going to set the tone. He's an NBA champion. I think it's a win-win. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, yeah, well, I, I like HB. I really do. You know, Black Falcon, as I guess he was calling yep. himself early on and all that. He's just, he's a quality individual. Um, he kind of, same thing. He knows who he is. He knows what he does. He's not trying to, you know, overdo it or trying to prove anything to anybody anymore. Um, I think he's over whatever bitterness he might've had, you know, with the Golden State situation and being replaced for KD and all that. Um, and seems to just be a guy who's just a team first dude and also a great guy in the community. I knew he's doing a lot of great work in Dallas when he was there too. So don't know if he's gotten, gotten, gotten ripped up in Sacramento as of yet too. But I think at that number um, for where this Sacramento team is at, you know, it makes a lot of good sense for them too to kind of re-up and keep him in the fold there as a guy who's, like you said, who's been through the ringers, been traded, um, sorry, not, well, been traded and then left it, had to leave a championship team, all that has a lot of different experience that he can share along with some of those guys too. And, you know, as he enters the ending prime of his career, so to speak, uh, I think it's a great influence to keep in that locker room. Julius Randle, he's a name that's always been popping up as a black horse here in Sacramento. I know there's a little bit of interest in him. Would he be a nice fit with this team in your opinion? I mean, I, I don't see how it works now, you know, right. with, with Bagley and Giles, you know, just again, we're talking about that crunch and he already took kind of a one-year proof of deal and he proved it, um, you know, in New right. Orleans. And so, you know, I just, you know, numbers wise, it'd be hard to think to sign him to, to begin with. Um, and I think there are teams out there that are definitely going to be trying to give him a, sub a substantial salary, you know, again, like the Knicks, especially if they want to do something short, if they want to do one, two years or something like that, you know, he's a guy who they, they can probably look at. You know, still really don't know. I don't know how much right now the Pacers have in terms of the money after the Brogdon deal, uh, but they had some, they had some flexibility. So losing Thaddeus Young, you know, do you bring a guy like Randall in there as well too? I don't know. I think he's a guy who's going to just, he's going to travel well in terms of having an ability to, to, to garner a good contract and don't see him as a great fit for Sacramento based on the current roster structure. Absolutely, man. Uh, anything? Let's uh, let's let's wrap this up because I know you have to do your podcast. But anything that you're working on, any projects that we should look forward to? Uh, I know they can subscribe to your podcast. Tell people where they can follow you and all that good jazz. Of course, brother. Yeah, definitely follow me at Shaw Sports NBA. Holler at my my co-host Cal Lee at Game Face Lee and the show's handle at NBA Baseline. For me, you know, be working on some summer league stuff. Um, I live in the Miami area, so going to be talking actually a lot about um, summer basketball down here. There's a lot of great runs. Players are down here already getting in runs with Stanley Remy, a great, you know, great trainer. Um, and then Miami Pro League as well, too. So I'm going to be checking a lot of that stuff out this summer, in addition to going to Vegas this coming week and checking out Summer League, too. So stay tuned, man. And you always keep up with me and Leo, my dudes. Always, always a pleasure, man. Love it. Man. You saying that makes me want to go out there and just hoop, man. I mean, um, my hair get cryotherapy. Bro. I, I I don't know if you saw my ankle, man, but last Tuesday I just came down on the block, completely rolled it, popped, and I heard it pop, and then oh, got dude. diagnosed with that level four high ankle sprain. I went to my first cryotherapy 
uh, session today. I uh, felt a lot better. Hopefully, I can yeah. speed up and you know meet you over there in South Beach and just hoop on these guys, man. <laughs> well, you're welcome anytime, brother, man. But Godspeed getting that ankle right. I I, I popped my hamstring during the year too, and I thought I was gonna die. I thought I couldn't walk forever. So that's, that's you know, like I said, uh, yeah, man. You know, well, man, we got we got these uh, <laughs> these ambitions of hoopers. <laughs> we probably got to slow down a little bit and leave it to the professionals. But nevertheless, yeah. man. Yeah, I, 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 I say that, but then I'm hooping six days a week, and I'm like, why am I hooping so much? This is this ball down, man. I'm telling you, like. There's nothing like, at least for me, there's, there's, there's no, there's no better feeling and being on the hard with yeah. why I, I'm, I'm eventually going to get into coaching. Uh, that's, I think that's yeah. one of my goals. And I had the pleasure of coaching at the Buddy Hill camp not too long ago. And that was a great experience being around him and right. around other good coaches. So hopefully in the near future, man, I'll, I'll be an NBA coach in about 20 years. So <laughs> that's what's up. Well, you know, y'all, you always have my support. You know, what I mean? let me know if you need somebody to do some some player personnel, some scouting. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on the staff, man. Oh, but you're talking you was with Hill. Let me ask you this real quick, though. Yeah, I'm actually going to the Bahamas. Oh, word. Yeah, I'm going with him. He's hosting the top 24 players in the Bahamas on July 21st through the 26th. So I'll be there providing coverage. Uh, he invited us over there, and it's going to be, I think, a great time. Hopefully, I can walk. I I think I will. Uh, by the 21st, if I if I do this cryotherapy every day, I should be fine. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it, it's going to be a blast. Is it, 24, is it 24? Is that over the weekend, or is it, is that you know kind of in the middle of the week type of situation? Yeah, that's, so that starts on a Sunday and ends on a Friday. All right. Well, that's what's up. Well, is he? Are those pictures true, man? Because he's really looking like like he's hulking out right now. I saw something on IG the other day, and I yeah. said, "What the <laughs> what the hell?" Hope that wasn't Photoshop, but he looked massive. He is big, man. He's putting in a lot of work, and you can just tell his his work ethic. Being around his 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 personal trainer and Trey Trey Slay, who's my guy, we got pretty close again uh, over the cam, especially with Buddy Hield and. It's it's awesome because you know where he comes from, from super humble beginning, from playing barefoot in, in the Bahamas. Just such a great, inspiring story. And you you know how much work he puts into his craft. Again, we always say, right, talent just trumps – sorry, hard work trumps talent any day of the week, especially if talent doesn't work hard. And Buddy Heald is the epitome of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And again, I'm a West Indian dude. My parents are Jamaican. So, and I always root for guys who come any come from the islands and anything like that too. So great to see him, you know, definitely putting it on for, for his, for his country. And, you know, let me know how that, that hoops thing goes, man, out there in the camp. I'll be checking IG and Twitter for your stories, brother, man. And, you know, keep, keep it pushing, man, but great stuff here. And it's just the beginning. We're just not even a full hour in and yeah. more deals to come. I'm sure. Well, I appreciate everybody that joined, uh, but we had a hundred people live watching the whole time. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Of course, you guys will tune in on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all those good audio platforms. Again, you guys can rewatch this on YouTube. We'll have some clips on Twitter, have some clips on Instagram. Make sure to follow my guy, uh, Warren, and, and obviously us, Basketball's on Official or Cowbell Kingdom. Thank you guys so much. If anything else breaks, I'll probably come on here solo, but you guys can also check out Warren's podcast. Uh, yeah, man. Th again, thank you so much for, for spending an hour with us, Warren. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Absolutely, brother. Enjoy it. And thanks to all your listeners and fans too, brother. Have a good one, man. Yes, sir. <laughs>